Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base. And this may be the most special episode of Barca Base to date because we have breaking news, fresh news uh, in this long, long, long messy saga that seems to have gone on forever. But we finally, finally have what seems to be a resolution. And I have to say, I'm very excited for this one. I'm not here just by myself. Oh, no, no, no. I have two Barca fans, two fellow culés in the form of Nico uh, Blaugrana TV, who, of course, you will have heard before if you've listened to the podcast, and a new Barca fan in at Blaugrana Planet on Instagram, but also Alex. Firstly, Nico, how is it going? Yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's going very well. Thanks for having me on again. No worries at all. And and Alex, how you doing? Hey, I'm very well. I'm looking forward how this is going to unveil in the next few days. Yes, yeah, very happy to have you on. So I guess the first thing we should say is that Messi's staying. <laughs> After all this time, finally, we have an answer. Messi is staying. Um, let's get the initial thoughts from yourself, Alex. What were your thoughts when you heard this news? Well, to be honest, I think I was expecting those news. Um, I was sure that Leo Messi had a very hard time during the last year. This is what exactly what he said. But I already knew because we, you could see it on his face. And it was a very tough decision for him. But uh, he decided to leave. Although Bartomeu, we know, uh, putting things very hard for Leo Messi. So it's, it was a very shaky week, right? This is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It was a very shaky week. I think we've been waiting for official confirmation. We've been just waiting for anything to come out of Leo Messi's mouth. And finally, we have the answer. How about yourself, Nico? What, were, you, were you pleased, I guess, is the first an- the question. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been quite a few hectic weeks leading up to this moment. And all I really wanted was for Messi to come out and end the saga once and for all. Many reliable journalists have been saying for weeks so many different things, and it was just so hard to like try and guess what was going to happen. And for a while, I was thinking, oh, he's going to stay. And for a while, I was thinking he's going to leave and just kept going back and forth like that. But today, I had a huge feeling that he was going to say he was, and I'm glad I was right. Yeah, he did come out with that news. And um, I think I have a slight contrasting uh, view than I'd imagine the both of you. So I'm going to state basically what what I'm thinking. And bear in mind, it's extremely raw. This news has just come out, what, two hours ago, I think. So um, I'll I'll say what my thoughts are on on this situation. And then I'll get you guys in and we'll have a conversation. We'll open it up and uh, we'll see what your thoughts are too. But for me, personally, this is... Um, the worst outcome. Uh, A lot of Barca fans will disagree with me and that's completely understandable. So I'll explain my point. The reason I think it's the worst outcome is that we have the greatest footballer in the world staying at our club. However, he's staying at a club that at the moment he doesn't want to be at. Now, this is, I mean, this so much can be said from this. First and foremost, Bartomeu is an absolute joke of a man. (laughs) That's the first thing. The fact that he is still in this club is an absolute joke. 
Um, and I don't know what it's going to take to get him evicted from the presidential spot. But the reason I say it's the worst thing that happened is because although we have what we wanted uh, or what many Barca fans wanted in Lionel Messi staying, he's staying against his will. He's almost staying um, as a hostage. And although I completely believe him when he says, I will give my 100% for the club, I, I know how much he loves the club. Um, and I don't doubt that for one second. If you do not love the people that run the club, if you don't love uh, who you are effectively working for, then I think that can have some sort of psychological effect on you during performances and during games. And my worry is this whole messy saga has distracted so much from the other issues that we have at the club currently um, be it the fact that Bartomeu is still president, a lot of the board, the fact that there's still far too many players at this club that shouldn't be, um, you know, a multitude of issues. But I think this whole Messi saga has kind of taken the focus or shifted the focus away from even bigger issues, if you could say. Um, so that's that's what I'll say at the moment. Alex, what are your thoughts on that? And, and mainly, what do you feel like will happen from this uh, what's come out, Messi staying? How do you see it playing out? So, well, at first, you said it. I mean, Messi is kind of staying as a hostage, but it's the way you, you look at it, right? I mean, it's the club of his life, and uh, this guy is earning 50 million euros per, per year. <laughs> I mean, it's a very nice uh, prison, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, so, at the end of the day, the problem is not the club, it's, it's Bartomeu and his board. Let's remember that uh, it's, it's the entire board taking decisions, although Bartomeu is the one taking the final decisions and that's uh, somehow super wrong in a club like Barcelona. And, and that's one of the things he mentions in the interview as well, that, that basically there's no planification, it's all patches. And, and yeah. it's basically a horrible horrible management for for many years and that's that's what got Messi to want to leave the club that's what yeah happened. and yeah and Alex I mean you being in Barcelona will get a sense of how the city is almost coping with this because many people say that that Messi is bigger than Barcelona and whilst I don't agree with that you can't deny that he is such a presence, not only in the club, but in the city itself. How have you felt as though the city um, has been coping with this news, uh, being being someone that actually lives in Barcelona? Well, a lot of uncertainty, obviously. Um, everyone is, um, is listening, is watching, is uh, looking up to Messi. You know, the, for the last week, obviously, people have... Uh, their jobs, you know, you have to carry on with your life. It's not like you can go protest. Uh, I was on the protest, I was there, and I met some people and they were telling me, how how are we so little? How, how are we like 100 people here? We're, it's an entire city. It's, it's Leo Messi wants to leave the club. And I told him, look, there's the, there's the pandemic, there's people having to get their lives uh, sorted out, their jobs, you know what I mean? And yeah, so, but people are, are, somehow really sad for what's happening because yeah. this is not the way we want to say bye to Messi, right? I mean, you imagine you imagine uh, having a whole season to say bye to Messi, you know, every goal he scores. You, you, 
you give him a, a bit more of an ovation because it's probably his last season. But yeah. it's not official that he's going to leave next season. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we have the elections and a new president is going to come in. And let me tell you what, if Laporta comes in, Messi's going to stay. Messi's going to stay because the charisma that Laporta yeah. can bring to the squad and to the club is exactly what we need. Bartomeu has zero charisma. And in the yeah. city, we're very disappointed with Bartomeu, but there's, surprisingly, there's a lot of opinions uh, that are different, right? I mean, some people blame Leo Messi, some people blame Bartomeu, some, some people blame the board. It's, obviously, there's a majority that blame Bartomeu, but uh, yeah. he's not resigning anytime soon, although he said he was going to resign if Leo said publicly that he's, he was staying in Barcelona. We're waiting. The clock is ticking, Bartomeu. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it will be very interesting to see if that does come to fruition and if he does, in fact, uh, resign. Weirdly enough, knowing him <laughs> and having had him uh, at the helm of our club for so long, I almost feel like unless he is forced out of the club, he's not going to do it on his own uh, accord. He won't resign himself. Uh, this man is almost evil um but but yeah so um what what are your reactions to to what alex has, has said there nico and your overall reactions to messi staying as well yeah yeah um i wasn't i wasn't surprised when you said that a lot of people were blaming messi um i don't agree with it at all but i know that there are a lot of people in barcelona who um who are siding with bartomeu somehow and thinking that messi shouldn't be acting like this but i i think i think it's the other way around um i think also also i agree with what you said it isn't 100 percent sure that messi will leave the club at the end of the season because if he is impressed by the uh next president's like future project and his plans for the future i think that he could be inspired to stay yeah i think that is a possibility and in a way it almost makes it worse the fact that like you were saying, Alex, if we knew that this was his last season, we could really get behind him, get behind the team even more so than usual, because we would know for definite that his days at the club were numbered. But um, the fact that we still have this uncertainty, uncertainty as to whether he will leave at the end of the season or not, almost in a way, uh, makes it worse. Would you agree with that, Nico? Um, I feel like it. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does make us more scared. But it does give the team and the uh, and the manager Ronald Coleman a bit more to fight for this season, uh, if you know what I mean. Like it, it, it gives them more inspiration and more motivation to play better and do better and try to fight for more titles and more success. Because it all depend that all depends on, I mean, Messi staying all depends on that. Yeah, I agree with you. And and hopefully that is the way that it will go. It will uh, inspire uh, Komen and his men. And hopefully uh, if they have any kind of resemblance of, uh, I don't even know what the right word is, respect, humi humility, the board will also um, adhere to that. But it will be, it, we were yet to see really what Komen's Barcelona is going to look like. Um, now we are, now we know that Messi will be in that team that throws throws up so many more questions uh, for me i almost I, ne I i never fully believed messi would would go and and i think i'm not sure that that could be 
a couple of things. One, you never think Messi's going to leave your club. He's been here for so long. He's such yeah. an idol. He made he made me and so other so many others fall in love with not just Barcelona but football in general. So uh, you never think he's going to leave. But also, I just couldn't see him leaving. Uh, you know, from the perspective of him actually leaving Barcelona, what. I was quite uh, amazed to come to come out of that interview was how much he actually wanted to leave Barcelona. Alex, did that surprise you at all? You know, after getting humiliated about five times, five years in a row in in Champions League, and honestly, I saw Messi's face uh, through the year was getting worse and worse. I remember Leo Messi. Uh, I, I remember movements of Leo Messi that I had never seen in my life. Uh, for example, I remember this free kick he took and he missed it and his frustration was very weird. You know, and, and, and that was saying a lot. Also, there has been many things ha- that happened. For example, this uh, social media trouble with this company called i3 Ventures, where basically Bartomeu is being uh, investigated right now. All yeah, those things, yeah. all those things are adding up, right? I mean, the Abidal thing—they—they—they they, they signing a sports secretary that's a sports director that's not really a sports director. Abidal is is basically they signed him because he was a connection between the players and the board of directors. But this yeah. connection quickly got destroyed, and at the end of the day, you had Abidal in a position that that's crucial for any football team, like the sports director position. And he wasn't fit for that position at all. And, and it's just little things that are adding up, as Messi says in the interview. And I've been thinking and I've been saying in, in, many, in many live streams and stuff, is that Bartomeu is putting patches over patches. You know, it's yeah. like you put a patch over a patch over another patch. How, yeah. is, that, how is that sustainable for, for anything? It's impossible yeah. to have a strategy. There's no strategy. Yeah, and the warning signs, you know, kind of like you were alluding to, have been there for so long, not just for Lionel Messi, but you could see the club was going in a downward spiral. I mean, you only have to look at the, not even the results, the level of performance, the level of enthusiasm within the team, the level of desire to win. It was so clear that we have a bunch of aging players that the majority of them have won everything, if not close to everything there is to win in football. And there's no sporting project to keep these players motivated, to keep them hungry and wanting to win the the trophies of the highest order. I think it was very clear to see. Um, and these things have been building and building and building. And like you said, Bartomeu and, and his board have just been almost shoving them under the carpet, trying to pretend that they don't exist instead of what he should have done, which is addressed it directly and said, listen, we have a problem here. We are going to do everything we can to fix it, no matter what the problem is. But that hasn't been the way that things have gone. Uh, that things have gone, just like you said, Alex. Uh, Nico, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's like you guys said. Basically, the board is just sweeping everything under the rug. They're, they're, it's like they're getting short-term solutions for long-term problems, which is what we need to be looking more yeah. at the future. Which is why I like the uh, the ideals and thoughts and future plans of Victor Font, the uh, candidate for the next president. But I, w- I would love for him or Laporta to come in. Either one I'd be fine with. But either one of them wouldn't be letting this happen right now to the club. It would not have gone this far. 
it wouldn't have even started the whole problem with Messi and Bartomeu if there was someone else um, at the helm of Barca right now. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And um, I, I just, just before coming on this podcast, you know, as we said it, it's been very, very, uh, well, news that has just come out uh, with Lionel Messi staying. And I, I watched the whole interview um, of Lionel Messi uh, speaking with, I think it was Goal, um, that he was speaking with. And I watched it and you could just see in his face, like this guy is so exhausted mentally. <laughs> um, and I'm sure physically too, uh, you know, his back must be breaking from all the carrying of the team that he's doing. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not nice to see. And some of the things he said were very, very um, eye-opening. The whole fact that he's essentially being kept here on a technicality in his contract clause, despite him going out of his way in this interview to say, Bartomeu told me multiple times, you are free to leave. This is the quote. I thought and was sure that I was free to leave. The president always says that at the end of the season, I could decide if I stayed or not. Now they cling to the fact that I did not say it before June 10th. When it turns out, that on June 10th, we were competing for La Liga in the middle of this awful coronavirus and this disease altered all the season. And this is the reason why I'm going to continue in the club. Now I'm going to continue in the club because the president told me that the only way to leave was to pay the 700 million euro release clause. And that is impossible. Um, Messi said quite a few things to the president, Bartomeu, that in many other clubs, a player would not get away with. Why do you think Lionel Messi was allowed to say this? And I think we can all say that he won't face reper repercussions for what he said. Alex, why do you think he has been allowed to say this? Well, um, Bartomeu, look, Bartomeu is, uh, is hiding, is always hiding. And after every defeat, after getting every humiliating defeat, he lets the time pass a little bit, so so people kind of forget. And and yeah. Messi Messi was this time doing the right thing, sending the Buddha fax, making everything official. And you know, at the end of the day, Bartomeu, he, he, I don't understand how is this guy still in the office. You know, yeah. <laughs> period, period. That's it. You know, yeah. and and this guy. Basically, I don't even think he has any self-respect for himself. But we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm sure things are going to happen in the next few days. Bartomeu has to consider things because he said so. He said he was leaving. Uh, I don't know. Things are tough. Things are tough. Yeah. Uh, I think as Barca fans are so... Um we're not used to being in situations like this. I think we always look at other clubs and see situations similar arise and we think, oh, that will never happen to Barcelona. But we have to face the reality. This is happening. We're in a very, very tough spot right now. Um, so something Messi also alluded to in the, uh, the when he was speaking with Goal, he was telling the 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 I can't remember the name of the reporter who was sat there speaking with him, but he was essentially saying how much... Uh, 
even talking of moving uh, affected his family. And that's something that we spoke about in the previous podcast, Nico. Um, and we actually said that we think that may be a big, big reason as to why he would stay. Um, were you surprised? I don't think you were, but but what were your thoughts essentially, Nico, on him talking about his family and how difficult it would be uh, and how much his family would suffer just from speaking about leaving? Yeah, no, it's exactly what I expected. And I expected it to be one of the biggest reasons as to why he would stay at Barca. Obviously not, I don't think, as big as him not wanting to take the club of his life to court. But I, yeah, as I said, I expected it. I mean, his family has already been settled in Barcelona for years. And to it's just natural. As a kid, you, you wouldn't want to leave your home or your school like that. It's understandable. Yeah, it's completely understandable. I mean, he has three young children and uh, a wife who has her own business there as well. When we think of a footballer, we think of the one person, but there, in reality, there's a lot of people that are connected to that one person. So, of course, it's going to be difficult. Um, and now, at least we know the final decision. That's that Messi's going to stay there. Many other var variables that may be impacted, such as Bartomeu leaving or staying, um, you know, potential signings or or people who may leave the club still. I know Suarez is heavily talked about. Apparently, uh, he has reached a personal agreement with Juventus, but it is down to him and Barcelona to figure out a way to get him out the contract. Again, rumours, but there is some weight to that for sure. We also have the likes of um, players like Umtiti, um, Vidal as well, very close to moving to Inter Milan, it would seem. So there are very many variables that could change the squad. But now looking at the squad with Lionel Messi in it, now we also have the addition of Coutinho at the moment. Do you think, uh, and this might sound like a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, having Messi in this team, do you think this is going to ultimately be a benefit for Ronald Koeman and this Barcelona side, Alex? Well, obviously, it's going to be an, an advantage, big advantage. At the end of the day, we're talking about the Pichichi of La Liga, right? I mean, and the top assists as well. He gives the top assists. So at the end of the day, I was I was mm, somehow thinking about uh, Barcelona without Lionel Messi. We have crazy players. And at the end of the day, when you have Leo Messi in the pitch, he kind of absorbs everything, right? I mean, yeah. everybody's yeah. looking at him. Everybody wants to pass the ball to Leo Messi. But he's he's the Pichichi, right? He's the best player in the world and, and probably in the history of football. So yeah. I think it's an advantage. But also, of course, there's there's some disadvantages, if you can call them like that, you know? But um, it's, it's always good to have Leo Messi. I mean, this guy is a history of the club, living legend of the club. Yeah. And uh, I'm really proud and happy to have him at least one more season. Yeah, yeah. I think the the majority of Barca fans would agree with that. Um, part of me, and I, I did say in the previous podcast, I do feel like the best thing for Messi on a personal note is to leave Barcelona. And it was interesting to see him say in the interview that not only would it be the best thing for me, and I'm paraphrasing here, he was saying it would not only be the best thing for me, but also for the club. Now, him saying that, you know, brings a lot to mind. I mean, for me, it's clear that we're trying to to rebuild this club in some way. And although having Bartomeu making the final decisions on how the rebuild goes is, you know, uh, it's, it's never going to be a good thing. The fact that we're trying to rebuild whilst keeping Messi 
And like you said, he absorbs so so much of that team. A lot of players sacrifice themselves for the benefit of Messi, uh, you know, because he doesn't have a set position, essentially. Um, it will. Part of me felt like, you know, now we've got Coutinho. For example, if we played a, a 4-2-3-1, we could have, you know, a back four. We could have the two pivots of probably would be Frankie de Jong and uh, Pjanic. And then we could have Coutinho in that uh, center attacking midfielder role with two either side of him. For example, Trincao, Ansu Fati, Dembele and Griezmann up top. It felt like we were starting something new. But I wonder how this is going to now how it's going to work. Are we going to see the same thing that happened with Coutinho um, before he went on loan to Bayern Munich where him and Messi clashed because they were ultimately used to playing in the same position? Or do you think we can now see a different Coutinho and almost a different Messi where he's more, uh, you know, he's more sticking to one position? Nico, do you actually see that as a possibility? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be hard for Coleman to figure out what he wants to do this season. Um, whether he wants to give Messi a set position, like you said, as a number nine or as a false nine or something like that, um, or if he wants to play him as a right winger still. And because because that for me is hard now because you still have players like Griezmann and Coutinho, two of our star players who have similar roles as Messi, which is why it's going to be hard to play them in the same team. But... Um, Obviously, if he if Coleman can figure out a way to play all three of them in the same lineup, including like Dembele or Fatih or something like that, then it, it would be it would be electric. We would probably have the best attack in Europe, but the only thing is that it's gonna be very hard to figure it out. Yeah, and that's what worries me is that we're going to see more of the same, uh, more of the complacency. For me, Messi at, at right wing doesn't work because he isn't an out and out right winger and he doesn't hug the touchline. And if we don't get a different backup right back for uh, Semedo or Sergio Roberto, if they play and they are constantly overlapping Messi, then we see the same issue that we've had where it's been the, the, how vulnerable we are on the counter-attack because Semedo is so far ahead and he doesn't have the quality in attack to really be pivotal. Um, how do you see this shaping up, Alex? Well, um, going back to what Nico was saying in terms of the playing Griezmann, Coutinho, Messi, I think it's completely possible. I mean, Coutinho at the end of the day is an attacking midfielder. He's he's not yeah. a forward, right? So let's play let's play him in his natural position. Then we can play. Uh, I, I think it's going to be four three three. Kuman is going to keep the natural formation of Barcelona. I think it's my opinion. I would play De Jong, Ricky Puch, and Coutinho in the midfield. It's a crazy midfield. And then on I top, I, I would play Griezmann as a number nine, Messi, and then you can put Dembele, Ansu Fati. You can, you can play with Trincao a few times, you know. And, and, and this is possible. I mean, I don't understand what, uh, what uh, Valverde has been doing yeah. uh, with, with Coutinho. I mean, he destroyed Coutinho and not only um, physically, but, but mentally. I mean, he was destroying him, and and it got to a point where where they were booing him in Camp Nou, and and for for a player that's humiliating. And I think now that he went to Bayern and he won the treble over there, he came back, and I saw his face, and he was happy and he was confident, and that's great news for us, because Coutinho yeah. is an amazing player, amazing player, and I'm sure he's gonna do wonders in Barcelona. If Kuman knows how to get the juice out of Coutinho, and I think he will get it. 
Nico? Uh, yeah, I think I think it it definitely is possible. It's just that with previous managers, we've rarely, if ever, seen a formation like a four three three with an attacking midfielder or a four two three one. But it, it is it is definitely possible. Yeah, um, my only worry with uh, the formation that you were talking about um, and the positions that would be filled, the players that would fill that position, uh, Alex, is for Coutinho to properly execute his role and Messi to also execute his role. If you have um, a midfield three of Ricky Puig, uh, Coutinho and Frankie de Jong and you have Messi on the right wing, is that Messi always, always, always wanders into a more central role and I and that worries me slightly that they Coutinho and Messi could be stepping on each other's toes. Now you are absolutely right when you say we've had Valverde trying to figure this out, and also um, a little bit Kike Setien. I believe Coutinho was still there at the start of of that. But um, but yeah, that that would be my only concern on that. What what would you say about that, Alex? So I think the solution here is playing uh, Coutinho in the left midfield. You let Leo Messi. Uh, come in from the right, and you have Dembele or Ansu Fati in the left wing, making space for Coutinho to go in. This is how I see it. The only problem I see is Griezmann, because Griezmann is not a pure number nine, right? Yeah. So he's, he's like yeah. stepping back a little bit. And yeah. looking at this formation that we're setting up right now, that I'm setting up right now, we need a pure number nine to get the to to move the defenders into the box and let the space for Coutinho to come in to for Messi to come in and maybe Griezmann is not the right person to do this of course let's remember that Griezmann was a signing of Bartomeu not a yeah. signing by the sports director position or whatever it was a, it was a signing by Bartomeu and Bartomeu is signing like he's playing a FIFA manager like <laughs> this guy would be the worst FIFA manager in the world but you know what? We have him as a president and we have to deal with it for at least five or six, seven months more. Or maybe if the vote of uh, no confidence goes through, maybe two or three months. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I, I think I've said before, uh, I would not have signed Griezmann, especially for the price we paid for him. Um, I don't think he works in the Barcelona system if you have Messi there and you have. Well, just generally the way we play, like you say, he drops back. He doesn't, he isn't a Suarez where he pins himself uh, to the defenders and pushes them back and holds his ground and allows for runs to be made off of him. That isn't what Griezmann is there to do. Um, and Griezmann, his success has come from playing as a second striker, like in, in uh, or just behind the striker. Like in France, uh, the national side, and also with Atleti. So, I mean, th- they are issues there. I don't think Griezmann is the man. And I think right now, uh, Ronald Koeman has a big task where he's going to have to try and get the best out of positionally and uh, professionally as a footballer. He's going to have to try and get the best out of uh, Griezmann, the best out of Messi, the best out of Coutinho, um, and then you have the, the 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 possibility of another winger. Now, how do you? expect them all to flourish individually when on paper it looks like they're going to be stepping on each other's toes Nico uh yeah yeah I completely agree with you I mean like you said I I don't agree with the signing of Griezmann in the first place at all I mean at the time I, I was pretty excited because he had been a star with Atletico and with France but what I failed to 
think of at the time was that he his his role in the team is like a second striker and his role in the team is like a like a number 10 which is like what Messi does and he's had to shift his position here at Barca to a left winger which he has not done well at, at all and which is why I think at the time we should have been looking at someone like like an, an actual number nine like Gabriel Jesus or Lautaro Martinez just for example yeah, and we've we've spoken about Lautaro Martinez, and I know uh, Nico and myself both feel as though now isn't the time to sign him purely because I don't think he's proven enough. Um, he's been quite inconsistent, and I think the price that we would have to pay for him is not it's not worthwhile to do it just now. Uh, I think wait another year and and et cetera, et cetera. But but yeah, I mean, do you, I guess the question is, do you realistically see a Barcelona side? where Messi, Griezmann, Coutinho, and another winger, Dembele, let's say, can all individually flourish. Uh, and, and I say individually uh, lightly because I obviously flourish as part, as, a te- as part of a team, but can they reach the levels that they, pot- that they have the potential for if they are all playing in the same team, uh, Alex? I think it's 100% yes. And there are many factors playing in this uh, in this thing, right? I mean, one of the factors, and I think it's one of the most important factors, is the mental factor. You have to make them believe they can do it. And you have to give them the hints for them to do it, right? The, the, the tactical factor would be the second one, which is almost as important as the mental one. But you can be very good tactically, but if you don't believe that you can do it and you don't believe that you are one yeah. of the best players in the world, then then how is that going to work, right? I mean, so I think it can work, and we have a hell of a team. Let's make it work. Let's make it work. I think Kuman, I'm going to give him a chance. Let me be a, a little bit excited. Yeah. I'm going to give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree partially. I'm 100% going to give Ronald Koeman a chance. I am going to remain skeptical just because I've got my hopes up so many times before and been let down so many times before. So I want to see a little bit of how this team is going to shape up. At the moment, as I say, I'm very skeptical to see if they are able. On paper, the names we have are unbelievable. Um, and if we can get them working together as a team... Uh, you know, we ha- we have endless possibilities. Like you said, mentally though, we're on the floor right now. Um, the players of the club are the, the the whole club is in general. We really need to find a way to mentally start turning the team around. Um, and I'm not sure if that's ever going to be fully possible with Bartomeu as president, but we certainly need a try because listen, we have the La Liga approaching fast and whether we are ready for it or not, we're going to have to go and we're going to have to be ready and we're going to need to start performing straight away. The start to last year's La Liga season wasn't good enough. Um, let's get a good start this time. And with everything that's going on, it may seem quite difficult, but Listen, Alex, I know you're quite short for time, so I'll bring it to uh, a close. Guys, it's been brilliant to have you on the podcast. I will finish on one question and one question only. You can both have your say on it. But um, until La La Liga season starts, do you think Barcelona, well, do you think they'll be ready for the start of La Liga, Nico? Yeah, sorry. Um, I just I think it all depends on what happens in the next couple of weeks with the vote of no confidence. 
Um, I, as you know, the the league starts for us, I believe, the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh of September, and uh, we still have time for for this to go through or something, or if Bartomeu resigns or whatever, which I, I find highly unlikely. But we still have three weeks to get in some last signings and sales, which the club hopefully does. But I think with Ronald Koeman and the um the positivity that's coming from the training sessions recently. Uh, I think that we do. I think that we should be ready, given um, if we do do some business in the transfer window. Okay, thank you, Nico and Alex. I believe that Kuman can bring this mental factor uh, to to, and he can bring it to the table and and make it shine. Right? I mean, it's it's so key. It's so key at this point. Uh, as you said, we're we're on the floor. Right? We hit rock bottom. Pique said it. And and we've been, I think we've been rock bottom for a, for a, for a whole year, to be honest. You know that right now yeah. we we really hit the bottom of the bottoms, but we we've been on the floor for the whole year. So I think um, Kuman he has time to prepare. Um, Messi has to clean himself up mentally because he yeah. he's gone through a lot, uh, especially this last week. Kuman is a guy with a character. He has a lot of character and he knows how to respect the players. Very important. Looking at Setien, it feels like Eder Sarabia, the assistant, was shouting at the players. I mean, who is Eder Sarabia compared to Leo Messi, Piqué, Busquets? I mean, <laughs> you had this guy shouting at them. Of course, they were ignoring him. It's the way you, you, you talk to those players, you know? And so I think Kuman can bring that to the table and he can bring the confidence back up. Can he do it tactically? I don't know. We will have to see. But I'm going to give him a confidence. I'm going to give him some confidence and a chance. In terms of the vote of confidence, um, vote of no confidence, sorry. Look, uh, Bartomeu is is key to the club and everything and and, and setting up the team and uh, and so on. But at the end of the day, Look, we won the Champions League with Bartomeu. But it was Luis Enrique. And and see see how everything uh, matches now. Luis Enrique was a crazy character. Crazy character. He was he was oh, they were almost fighting in the dressing room. <laughs> this is what I what I felt. And and Bartomeu was in a different sphere, you know? The dressing room was closed and Bartomeu was out there. And I think Kuman has to do something similar. He has to close the dressing room and make it like another world. And for example, uh, Valverde wasn't a character. He was tactically okay. He wasn't tactically. He was tactically good. Let's say he was good, but he 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 wasn't giving that charisma to the players. And, and and can you compare Luis Enrique to Valverde? I mean, Valverde is like sleeping on the bench. Luis Enrique is like shouting, but shouting with confidence. And with knowledge, right? He was a wise guy. He is a wise guy. And Kuman is is I think is a mixture, mixture of Valverde and Luis Enrique. So that's going to be exciting to see. It certainly will be exciting, and uh, we are yet to find out what will happen. Uh, interesting point, just quickly before you end up, how you were saying we did win uh, the the Champions League with Bartomeu as president. You're absolutely right. My only thing I'd say about that is he was very early into his pres- presidency. 
And I think we've seen the more and more he is more time he's had at the club and the more he's impacted and put his own stamp on the club, the less and less likely we've looked like we'd win the Champions League or the less and less likely um, we've, you know, looked at a level to actually compete at that the highest of levels, which is uh, for club football Champions League. So that would be the only thing I'd say to that. But um, you're absolutely right. Listen, all Barca fans now, whatever your opinion is on, on you know, whose fault is it, if it's Messi, if it's Bartomeu, if it's the board, if it's whatever it is, we do need to support the club. I mean, we are the supporters, we are the fans. And regardless of how, personally as a fan, I'm quite insulted in the way that the players have have treated uh, the fans after that that loss at Bayern Munich. But we we know that at the end of the day, we're going to come around and love Barcelona and support Barcelona and be there to cheer on the team when, when they are playing their games, which will soon come. So listen, everybody get behind the club. We all want the best for the club. We all want to be playing at the, the highest of levels. So I think we all need to just come together as best as possible. There's still some time left in the transfer window. Um, you know, it will continue to go on whilst the season has started. So we'll see what happens there. But I know I know we're slightly pushed for time. So I just want to say a massive thank you to Nico or at Blaugrana TV on Instagram. Go ahead and check out his page. Give him a follow. And also to Alex at Blaugrana Planet on Instagram, the same goes to him. Go ahead, check out his channel, uh, his Instagram, and give it a follow. Uh, Alex, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for letting me join you in this podcast. It's been amazing. I'm looking forward for uh, more talks, and yeah. um, I'm looking forward to the beginning of La Liga. And remember this: Barcelona is is great. It's one of the greatest clubs, and I will never drop my my shirt. I will never drop it. Never. I will always remain with Barcelona. Yeah. If Messi goes, he goes, but I will stay. Barca and over I, you'll everybody. Have him here. Exactly, yeah. Barca over everybody, guys. So, guys, you you guys can check me out. As Gabriel said, at Blogger Planet on on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. I've been starting the YouTube recently, dropping some opinions and stuff. You can, you guys can check it out if you want. And uh, yeah, thank you. Massive thank you to Gabriel and uh, Blaugrana TV. It's been amazing. And I'm looking forward for more. After after that speech, I, th- I think you should be the manager of Barcelona. You know how to get the players motivated. <laughs> um, and also thank you so much, of course, to Mr. At Blaugrana TV, Nico. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Yeah, thank you, man. It was an honor. These are very fun. Yeah, great to hear both of your insights. And listen, guys, that's been it for this episode of the As I See It podcast, this episode of Barca Base. And until next time, Visca el Barça y Visca Catalunya. Thanks, guys. Peace.